Blog Talk Radio. to Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches, the Geek Girl Podcast. I'm your host for today, Queenie Todd, and uh, we're talking about animation this edition. Um, at first, I'm going to introduce some of my sexy co-hosts. Um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first time. Come on, be nice to me. Um, You're awesome. Yeah. Hello? Are people talking? Yes. Waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting for you. We're, we're not, we're not, we're we not there yet, but oh, we're kind of you there yet. You guys are confusing me. Stop that. <laughs> we're breaking the okay. fourth wall. Oh, no. Oh. Yes, we're being dead fools. Come on, guys. Yes, yes. We're waiting okay. with bated oh. breath, girly. <laughs> okay. Well, I was doing fine, and then I heard someone cough or something, and just took me off guard. I'm sorry. And don't worry about okay, that. You're going to hear dogs barking. You're going to hear coughing. <laughs> this is lo-fi and as punk as you get. Just remember that. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So let's uh, introduce the sexy witches. The first is, right. of course, our headhauntress, Lady Elizabeth Catherine Gray. She's the one who started the Sexy Witches podcast and is the annual host of a Facebook film group called the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. AKA the madness. Um, it's the ninth year that it's been running, and I've been with it since the fourth year, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been about the fourth year since I've been in it. I, I've followed it quite closely because it's been a lot of fun, and I've judged a couple times, and um, it happens every Halloween. And if you want to look us up, we love that. Um, this year's theme, we're going to be doing the Fear of Clowns. Um, she's been in a low budget indie. She's been a low-budget indie film producer and has contributed art- articles to Ain't It Cool News, Dollarbin Horror, Horror.com, Lloyd, Doc Terror, and FilmArcade.net. Recently, she's also had 200 years of Frankenstein panel at Scares at Care Weekend in Wilsonburg, Virginia, with the Dark Discussions podcast. You've been busy, lady. Please, yeah, I know. Warm welcome for Elizabeth Catherine Gray. Thank you for the nice introduction, Queenie. Welcome to Horror Hosting. It's a fun, scary world. (laughs) A little bit. So, (laughs) so, um, is Erin Marie. She resides in Clifton Forge, Virginia. She's a regular partner (laughs) in crime for Elizabeth. She's a horror fan and a self-professed super fan of the Marvel Universe. And 
and the feature zombie in Planet Nine from Outer Space remake. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> Please welcome to the show, sexy porn witch Erin Marie. Hola, hello. Nice to see you again, ladies. <laughs> and then I wish I could see you. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, you're freaking adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really hot out here. It sucks. Oh, wait. I was going to read my own bio. That's silly. <laughs> Next, we have the fourth sexy witch, Bonnie. She's an actress and model located in upstate New York. Look for her at media conventions back east and for her photo shoots on social media. They're really cool guys. Seriously, you got to check out her photo shoots. She will give us a list of films she saw during the first week of Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal. Please welcome back to the show, the sexy vampire witch, Bonnie Knapp Pavone. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, my name is Casey Witches. Hello. Hello. Where will you the sexy vampire witch to keep her in line? <laughs> I've already and been drinking. I, I, like, I already warned them, so... We're, we're ready. We're I'm I'm lured and ready to go. <laughs> I, I Good. actually made a mistake on that I'm intro, Queenie. <laughs> Queenie, I oh, apologize. Oh. My my intro. She's here to talk about the final week of Fantasia, not the first oh, week. She's already my. talked about the first week on a previous okay. episode. So, but it's still. Oh, but I've been known. But so. I've been known to repeat myself, and Queenie knows me very well, so she's probably just thinking about that. Like, yeah, this bitch is still gonna fucking repeat herself tonight. I know it. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> Last mm-hmm. but not least, we have Aaron the Cuz. He's a regular LA correspondent on our show and is an actor playing pirates in the Shakespeare's plays around Orange County area. And he's been a singing waiter, third from medieval time, the biggest Disney geek anyone knows, and a fanatic for pin trading. What is pin trading? It's Pins are the new brooches. You're the park and you trade Disney things <laughs> yeah, and other Disney things, and it's worse than than Beanie Babies ever were. It's second and oh. oh wow! Well, yeah, I'm been, nice. I got I got filled in on the world of pin trading from a friend that used to work at uh, Disney World Orlando. She was a princess. Mm. She gave me the wow. ins and outs of of that. This is like a very secretive thing. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a cult. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. And like Spike Club. Join us, Aaron. <laughs> yes, welcome. The warlock. The warlock of our group. Without you. We always need a sexy warlock. Yes. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Our so boss, And we are ready to talk about animation August, which is a thing that we love doing here on The Sexy Witches because we're all a bunch of fans of art and manga and cartoons and, well, anime, which is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, guys, anime. Do you guys know exactly what the definition of anime is? Because, you know, a lot of people like to think they do, but... No, what, what's the lexical definition? No, I always just mean? figured it was... I always just figured anime was something, um, the word anime was something that the states came up with to define Japanese animation somehow. It wasn't the state, it was kind of the genre itself that kind of decided mm-hmm. to label 
spells anime, but anime is mm-hmm. like from, you know, Japanese slang, kind of like a shorthand for animation. And they try mm-hmm. to differentiate themselves from things like cartoons, which we call in the West our version of anime. But um, mm-hmm. they're kind of the same thing, but they have their own different styles. Yeah, um, well, they definitely wanted to be separated because they traditionally have, even their oldest anime deals with way deeper themes. I mean, the deepest that we had back then was like Bambi. But they'll go, like, exactly. full-on yeah. apocalypse scenes. Like, it's, it's full-on drama. It's, it's, it's basically dra- dramatic movies just, just animated. So they deserve yeah, to like be separated. Western, anim- like Western animation is, is very lighthearted, usually, like, mm-hmm. especially back in the 80s when anime became popular. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it's fun, and usually, like, even when they tried to do dark themes, like the Batman cartoon, um, that happened in the 90s. Um yeah. Anime was already doing that stuff. Anime was, like, yeah. hardcore into, like, exploring. We already had Wicked adults. City by then, man. We already had Akira yeah. by then, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, my first, my first my real introduction in anime was Sailor Moon. Especially for the porn That's even recent for anime. Mine was... Star Blazers back in the 70s. Ooh, way back. Right yeah, on. that's a good way one. Back. Yeah, Bob, Wilkes, Bob Wilkins, the horror host who did Creature Features, the one I worship and mm-hmm. hero. Like, he was the reason why I came to do the kids' show in the afternoon. And he showed that, and he showed the 60s version of the Ralph Bakshi Spider Man. And so I got some really good classic education, animation education from that man. So I, I and that, so that's my anime. Though I don't know half as much as you guys do. You guys, that's why I'm the most going to sit back tonight and listen. But <laughs> Star Blazers, and then mm-hmm. I watched. I can still thing? sing the After theme that. by heart. I really can. Oh, oh. Giant, thank you, babe. Giant pirate ship in space. It was so cool. <laughs> I mean, for us, men. I remember uh, Star so. Blazers with a great deal of affection when that came out, although it was obviously influenced by Star Wars. So, you know, there was a little, oh, they're kind of ripping that off, but it's kind of good, too. But my it's first okay, because I just found out this. I just realized that Star Wars ripped off a lot of stuff from like a really oh, old yeah. French, French. They were talking about that last time, I think. But because now, mm-hmm. um, now, uh, yeah, there's going to be like a kind of a spiritual successor to Fifth Element, which is based on this really old, like from 1973, like um, French comic series, and I forget who it was now. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like there's. There's there's like a scene that looks like the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. There's like a scene where it actually looks like Princess Leia in, in the bikini. It's crazy. crazy. Right on. Well, also, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Star Wars. You have to talk about the Hidden Fortress. Kurosawa's oh. uh, the Hidden Fortress. There are things that are just lifted directly from that. But I, yeah. I was going to say, although I, I loved Star Blazers, um, my first introduction to anime was even older than that. And it was before they actually had the term anime. Back when I first got into it when I was a little kid, it was called Japanimation. And it, yes, was, it was Speed Racer. Japanimation, yes. Japan uh, yeah. baby. Um, Speed Racer, Kimba the White, Kimba the White Lion. Um, gosh, what was the robot one that everybody loved? Okay, I'm going to blank on that. 
but yeah. I remember, but and, I don't and remember. slowly I Anime came out of that. Yeah, I think Anime something. started really being um, used as a term after Star Blazers. I didn't really start hearing be a term until I saw the Valley of the Wind, which was the really bad 80s edit of uh, Na- uh, Nausicaa, you know, uh, Miyazaki's oh, movie. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. the yeah. first time I ever saw the word anime used as a film. And that would have been, what, 83, 84 when it was the United States? Mm. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But I, I had to be yeah. 10 years old when I saw it. I had to be. So, um, what I what I love about like our first anime experience, it really influences like what you're going to watch later on in the anime <laughs> genre. <laughs> yeah. Because the genre oh, is, yeah. the genre is massive. There are so many little you subgenres know. within anime. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, you can barely classify it as a genre itself because it's like this bigger thing than that, you know? Yeah. It's its own form so maybe, of, of film, really. It's own yeah. form of satellite. Exactly, and for me, like, and now they can produce them even faster because they're using CG sometimes, and like, and there's more animation houses than af than ever. So yeah, it's crazy. Oh, so man. when I watched Kira and I saw the violence, like the ultra violence of that, that it, it fascinated me, and that's the kind of anime I went looking for. You know, that's what I started with. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to find all the mm-hmm. scary, weird, crazy stuff. A lot stuff of people started with Akira. Yeah. So many people. Akira. Akira just got me going on sci-fi. I went from like yeah. I was I was I was Akira, uh, a wind called Amnesia. Um, I was Robot. Did anyone see Robot Carnival? The like yes. different little swords. Yeah, Robot Carnival. Oh, so Robot Carnival is fantastic. Like I love the Frankenstein little short, and the, and the and the music is just so crazy. Um, and Rosugi Doji. Actually, it was one of the first, and Berserk, and Berserk, the first shot of Berserk was, I think, like, 99. Those were my first ones, and, and Wicked City, stuff like that. So I, I always mm-hmm. went after, I still do, I'll go after anything demons, <laughs> anything yes. dark, yes. you know, and anything sci-fi, anything, you know, anything sci-fi I go after. So. That's deeper. I don't tend to do the, to the our, micro one. I want to ask this question to our host, from one host to another. May I ask you yes. a question? What do you think is a really good icebreaker for anime for the person maybe mm. that has never really seen it before? Well, Akira is probably not a good idea unless they're really weird like me. <laughs> uh, that one is like actually from a manga that is like a middle part of a manga. So you're like coming into the story in the middle, which was weird that they started there. But um, probably something like... Um, Hmm. I'd first ask them, like, what's their favorite genre and other stuff. Be like, Absolutely. do you like horror? Do you like mm-hmm. sci-fi? Exactly. And then I would try to find something that's not soft, per se, but not, like, deeply mind-fuckery. Because if <laughs> you're trying to woo someone into the anime and they're not into mind-fucking um, stuff that kind of breaks your brain, then they're just going to be like, what the fuck am I watching? What are you, why are you making me watch this? Um, I don't know if there's a particular anime, though, that I can think of. You know, I, I do if have I were to one. throw someone It'd have in. to be Miyazaki. If you want to break it to oh, any, God, if it has to be Miyazaki any movie out there, it, I would just say a Miyazaki film, definitely. Hell's Moving yeah, Castle is a good one. Yeah. yeah but Miyazaki is on really its well. own level. I, I actually, it's funny because, you know, I adore Miyazaki. Miyazaki is mm-hmm. ultimate. But I like, is that, I, I, let's put them aside because, 
the truth is they are on their own level. I would even say some of Madhouse's stuff is on their own level. The one that I was using as a as an icebreaker for a true anime was in. Yeah. And this is once again we're going to the eighties and nineties. Was um, Ninja Scrolls. I don't know if you guys yeah, remember that one. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. So that was a good one. the only for an icebreaker though, the only thing about Ninja Scrolls it's it's so. Um, it's so dated visually that if, like, if this yeah. is someone that's brand new to anime, they might actually expect a little bit higher level of animation. Well, so and, if you want to do the Ninja true. Scroll, uh, but if but if you want to do the Ninja Scroll story, you can just do Basilisk. And if, if they would like Ninja Scroll, they would love Basilisk. It's a fantastic retelling of Ninja Scroll. It was beautiful. Oh, they did update it. It's true. But I always thought it was also because you know it, it's more indicative of the television anime. Styles you see, like yeah. sidekick and things like that, over mm-hmm. what you see yeah. in the cinematic universes. Yeah. So I always thought that one yeah. was good, but yeah, you're right. It's Ninja Scroll. Are you talking Ninja Scroll the movie or Ninja Scroll the um the series? Because there was like a 13 episode series oh, back right. then. There was too. a movie. Actually, there was, there was the movie was Madhouse. The movie, the movie was fantastic. That's when Madhouse was still good. <laughs> yeah, when, when you say Ninja Scroll, I think of the series first. And actually, my first introduction to Ninja Scroll was through a series on MTV way back in the day called Cartoon Mm. Sushi. And Cartoon Mm -hmm. Sushi was an anthology that ran little clips of uh, various different uh, anime. And that would be a Mm -hmm. really good way to get someone introduced to anime because it's kind of a sampler. And they're up on YouTube right now. Cartoon Sushi. That is a good idea. I also think that um, a good anime, because I just thought of it now, is um, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost yes. in the Shell tells uh, a really cohesive, good, like a really deep story, and the animation is beautiful. And you get like kind of a nice sci-fi feel. You know, there's cyborgs, there's androids. It's great. I love it. It's human. It's human condition. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And I love the political element of it too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's a great political side. Oh, God, It's yeah. probably one of the greatest artificial intelligence movies of its time. Yeah. And I think it's probably yeah. influences even live-action movies. Today. And I'm not talking about the yeah. remake. I'm talking about other AI movies like that. Her film by Spike Jones. you definitely saw influences in that. You know, yeah. uh, Ex Machina, Ex Machina, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, you know so those themes are have continued. Mm-hmm. Oh, Appleseed, which is another brilliant Madhouse. Appleseed. Uh, Appleseed. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, oh, Appleseed. Um, oh, yeah. I, I actually think that my the, uh, the series are better than the original movie. And the movie was uh, spellbinding and really shattered the senses. But I really like the series even better, I think. The political mm-hmm. intrigue and uh, the depth of the characters. I'm a little bit frightened to see what they're going to do with a live-action Ghost in the Shell, quite yeah. frankly. I don't know. But, but we'll burn that bridge <laughs> when we come to it. Yeah, isn't Charlotte Johansson going to be playing the role yeah. of Major? She is, she is. But I mean, that was known like a year ago. People started blowing up about this year. But I was like, wait a minute. We were talking about that in the remakes episode over a year ago, people. You guys <laughs> yep. aren't yeah. wait, who has it? You guys not listening me. to the sexy witches. No, you're not. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> we were. Uh, sorry, Queenie. You're fine. But, <laughs> You're fine. Uh, have you, Queenie? 
have you seen the sequel to Appleseed? There were two movies, the original Appleseed, and then there's Appleseed X Machina. Uh, did you see that, no, movie, seen that movie? No, I, I highly, highly recommend it. It is so fucking good. I also got to see it in a special screening with Sasaroshi Khan in attendance, who was the producer Ooh. of that one, with Madhouse, who rest, his, mm. rest in peace. Oh, my God. We can talk about him probably on his own show. I, I do want to talk about him a little bit tonight, but we'll put that aside for right now. Um, but it was so good. It's like the best Star Trek episode you've never seen. That's how I felt about wow. it. I watched it. It is basically the origin story of the Borg. And I was like, that is brilliant. I've seen the Star Trek episode they were never able to shoot. And so I highly recommend Ex Machina. It was really cool. So, yeah. I thought the same thing when I watched it, Elizabeth. I was like, oh, my God, I love Borg, and I never got enough of the Borg. Like, I was always <laughs> like, why did Lacutus have to go away? And, I mean, I know that we need Picard back, but I'm like, Lacutus was so awesome. But, yeah, everything Borg. <laughs> you should be a Borg. Because, <laughs> and I think it was just really, really, like, compelling because anything with that type of a race being done like that, it's because it just represents what we're headed towards right now with globalism and everything. Everything's getting consolidated and they're, they're, they're trying to push forth like this feeling of, of, you know, of like goodness with wellness with that and completeness and wholeness. But there's something terrifying about giving up your identity for this bigger thing, you know, so it's definitely well, it's, a thing it's on funny because all of our minds. This movie's modern, but the truth is that anime has been talking about this stuff way back into the 70s. Oh, yeah. They've been oh, yeah. predicting That's this shit all, oh, yeah. all along. All along. They haven't gotten to Mecca's yet. We still need more Mecca's. But <laughs> they've yeah. pretty much nailed everything else. So, has any... Queenie, uh, I, I have a mm-hmm. question for you. Uh, um, have you yes. seen, I haven't seen it yet. The new Voltron on Netflix. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? No, I have not. I was never really into, I have into the mecha stuff. Like, I, they have to be really special for me to like them because mecha stuff tends to be very corny for me. I, I, just don't I, like I, I would it's agree with like, you. Oh, I'm in a big robot. I'm such a big, burly guy. <laughs> you know, and the animation of transformations can be kind of corny. You're like, oh, God, rolling my eyes. My my husband loves mecha anime, so I watch like everything because of him. But Gunbuster, <laughs> I can handle, what? especially the newer one that was done by the Foolish I'm sure he'd love to watch the Voltron with me. He'd love it. <laughs> what is your favorite of the mechas, if I may ask? Hmm. Um, I like. I know it's kind of like a silly one to like, but I like Neon Genesis, Evangelion, because I like the whole, um, the kids are, they have to be inside these, like, creatures that are mechas, but they're not, you know? Like, they still act like mechas, but they also act like they're alive, because they're made of this organic material. It's really weird. And and there's a lot of layers. There's a chance to be more at one with it, because it's organic in part, so it's cool. It fucks with them. It makes them, like, really fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, And and those are really good love stories, too. I actually think the love yeah. stories in Evangelon are some of the top notch I've seen in, in anime, especially in, uh, now I'm only based on the films. I've only seen a couple of the movies, I, and I know there's quite a few of them, and I know there's TV series. There's a show, too. But, every, but I, found, I find them directly romantic. So. There's a romantic side to it. I mean, there's the fact that, like, um, I can't remember Shinji's dad's name. 
but um, he is still in love with his wife who's dead and he's put her soul into another being into this kid named Ray. So like she's part his wife. And so they have like this weird romance that shouldn't happen and kind of creepy. Like it's super creepy. Like there's a scene where he sticks his hand into her chest and it melts into her chest and he starts feeling her up. Frankenstein, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever we come across something like that, we usually just say, "Because Japan." In one in the last guinea pig movie, Bloodshot has a bit of that below the skin uh, kind of uh, rubbing going on. I find it very yeah. intimate and very like intriguing. Very like intimate. I mean, very and a very poignant way to put across the idea of sex and death together, you know, in that fine line. I love it. I always love it. I love how it was animated. It was like his hand was going through liquid. So oh. it was even creepier. And that's things you can do in anime <laughs> a lot easier than you can do live mm-hmm. action. Exactly. You know, you so many prosthetics and all that, but with like animated, draw it. Oop, there mm-hmm. it is. You know? If we're talking Mecca, I would like to throw the big O pile. Oh, go ahead. It really started out very intriguing. Um, there was so much going on there uh, behind the scenes of this uh, city, and no one's quite sure what their history is. Their memories only go up to a certain point, and uh, I don't want to give too much away if no one's seen it before, but uh, there's this intriguing thing where everyone might be a clone, and uh, they refer to these people as tomatoes and uh there's also fun big mecha battles that are lots of fun to watch but like a lot of anime i found it kind of petered out at the end and left me disappointed there's a couple different series that i've just went wait what we're we're done now why what that can happen i find that that i personally i find that has happened in the past a lot with stuff done by bones I don't know why, but there's mm-hmm. something about a lot of the stuff they put out that they just, it's so riveting, and then they just can't ever sum it up. Huh. I got a question for you guys. What is your favorite yeah. genre within the anime genre? Ooh. Horror. And you, you like the horror? Definite. Horror sci-fi. more than sci-fi. Sci-fi, yeah. too. <laughs> I like horror first. Science fiction. is science fiction. Definitely. So... There is a few demon ones I like. <laughs> Which ones? Yeah. Um, Did you like Claymore? Of the o- oh, Claymore. Um, Legend of the Old Arcane. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've all seen Vampire that one. That one bridges a bunch I of took, genres. <laughs> I took my father to see Legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> Did you know? Probably the big... I did, but it was the R-rated cut, so I'm like, it might not okay, be that okay. bad, and it's still and it uncomfortable. It was still uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, yeah. it would still be uncomfortable because the implications are still there and stuff. So uh, <laughs> nice. He, he got did so you mad see, too. Oh speaking of demons, and did you see that we're going to get a new Vampire Hunter D manga with uh, yes, D going to Mars? How intriguing is that? Did it? I, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm very excited is for a that. Vampire. Is Amano yeah. still going to do, like, covers and stuff? Hopefully. 
I hope so. Who's breathing into the mic, guys? Someone's heavy breathing. It's not we're not even talking about Hentai yet, guys. We are talking about Ana, so I understand it, but we're talking about me this so. time. I guess so. Who's we're heavy breathing? We're not even talking about Hentai yet. Because <laughs> okay, we were talking now, about so it. Heavy. It's all good. That was pretty funny. It was like all crazy and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Uh, Someone mentioned the it, it, it was the over scene. The over you called the over scene. That's what happened. Okay, before we leave demons, I have to throw in Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Maybe yes. some that of was, the saddest anime ever. Yeah, it was really good. good. Oh, oh, and one more. Cowboy Bebop, isn't that science fiction? I was just going to say Cowboy a very Bebop general is my one. All time favorite. All time favorite. in space. Badass. Fireflies based a lot on it. And yeah. if you want to talk soundtrack. Here's another mecha one. Here's another mecha one that's really well done. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hit me. Yeah. Gurren Logan. Oh, oh no, that's because it's, it's over the fucking awesome. top crazy. I think that might be another one that has a little bit to do with some people that worked on Fully Coley, I think. Because yes. it's way and fucking crazy. I love his style. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah, very mega in a really fun way. Yeah. And I think we discussed this before on a past show, but uh, Fooly Cooly, or mm-hmm. Furry Curry, as they pronounce it over there, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> that came out of a bunch of guys uh, on their break doing something nice. like uh, the the uh, the Mecca thing. And it was just a lark, which is incredible to me because it's another one of my favorites. It's uh, this big tone poem about adolescence and hormones, mm-hmm. and it's freaking yep. brilliant. And again, yeah, you know, yeah. I, even though it's been uh, 15, 18 years, we're getting a sequel to it next year. I know. I'm so excited! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn Does cool. Does anybody know when the live-action version of um, Attack on Titans comes out? Uh, it's already out, but it's horrible. But I'm curious about that. It's I, already I want out. More of that too. Yeah. I think, okay, guys, you, are you with me with this? Don't you hate it when you're really into a show and they never finish it? Like Dead Man Wonderland, they did that to me, and I loved it. I was, like, really into it. It's like this really crazy anime where a bunch of people become, like, convicts with magical blood powers. Like, it's just crazy. And they I'm, like, tend to so do that with it. a lot they, of anime, though. Like Sword Art Online, I think they yep. did that with. And Oh, no, that's still going. That's still going. Oh, they Sword Art Online has, like, a second chapter already. And it's kind of dumb. I don't like Sword Online. <laughs> I got into it at um, first, and then it got, like, it just went somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, oh, think... oh it's going to be a slice of life anime now? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I, I think one of the vendors at WonderCon told me that we're going to get more manga and that there's even going to be American writers doing American comic book slash manga. But, yeah, we still don't know when we're going to get actual anime uh, completing what happens with uh, those horrifying cannibals climbing the walls. That's some of the <laughs> sickest anime out there, too. I, I, I got Natalie into that, and, ooh, man, that's hairy oh, stuff. I love it. <laughs> I love the scary anime shit, because they can go places that normal horror can't. Like, or won't, because, you know, we get, sometimes mm. we get regurgitated shit over and over again. But that happens in anime too. <laughs> I 
there's tropes, man. There's well, yep, my least, there one of my tropes. least favorite tropes is when when a girl cries and they like shoot it sideways out of her eyes. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, also, like, I do not like harem anime. Do you know what harem anime is? One guy, no, a million it's... fucking girls, and they all want him. They all mm. want oh. him. Which is okay. so stupid, it makes me cringe. Like I'm just, and it's offensive a little bit. Like I'm like, as a woman, I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you know, like I don't want to watch this shit. Like they have uh, animes based on just that, of course. Huh? Oh. Although oh, of course technically, I would kind of want anime to be the opposite. You know, <laughs> I'd want like <laughs> a badass chick with like a bunch of hot men around. Yeah. So, so we're like different shows, like different shows. Yeah, yeah we can't you know, be you know. Yeah, Canada's so, you know, equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in Japan, that's a thing. You know, who wouldn't want to imagine having a million beautiful women around them with perfect breasts, you know, who, who are bouncing I around know. and trying hey, to snuggle him? Has, has, anyone run in, has anyone run into the weird animes that um, have butlers and stuff in them? Those, like, there oh, were a yeah. few animes that, like, Black oh, butlers? yeah, there's, like, this crazy butler, like, kind of obsession they had. And Dark Butler, I, I don't know. I butler. <laughs> fucking hilarious because he's just so kick-ass and graceful so he's like you know he's dressing the table and he's flying to the fucking air like a superhero and like shoo, 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 shoo. all the fucking knives come down wah, 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 wah. fucking fantastic that, that shit fucking kills me it kills me i love it over the top it's so over the top yeah when they do it was, and any out, it's a good time mm-hmm. and, he, and then he also has like the androgynous hotness on top of that so absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a demon butler. Demon butler. <laughs> oh, and then there was there was one that was full on comedy that I saw by accident. It was like um, uh, we are your humble servants or something like that. And it was a whole household Ooh. of people that were working for this for the for these rich people. And like oh, it was it was very 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 like sexual and weird, but done cutesy. But it was really crazy funny. They had a, a bit of that, like, you know, having everyone, when everyone got introduced, they had sort of like a mega moment where it was like, like, they put them in a situation that like really, like, overly, like, personified what they represented. And it was like, you know, because they're fantastic. Introducing everybody. <laughs> that well, one was really funny. Should we talk about Pokemon at all, considering... Yes, I just know I know know nothings about the Pokemon. So, well, yeah, I kind of missed the Pokemon craze. My my husband was into it, but not me. I have a confession. Yeah. I was Heart I was chapter. unemployed, and I sat through the entire first two seasons of Pokemon when it came to the United States. Like, nice. watched them all <laughs> from beginning. I know the first. I own original Pokédex, by the way. Um, wow. <laughs> you so and my husband. I actually, I have a soft spot for Pokémon, even though I haven't uploaded the new game yet. But I already walked two and a half miles a day. I don't know why I'm not. But um, it's repetitive. Like they haven't I, put any of the. Uh, they haven't like put any evolutions more than what they've got right now. Like there's only like a couple Pokemon that you're gonna get, and you're gonna get those oh, all the time. And that's it. That sounds yeah, kind of boring to me. Update, 
they said they update the tracker today, so it, it oh, might actually oh. be better. Be better. So you we'll should. See. So we'll see on that. They updated the tracker supposedly, and supposedly it's running really well right now. So uh, maybe Pokemon goes one of the. It's so new. It's gonna have first generation yeah. issues. Uh, you know, Absolutely. it's gonna happen. And, and a, the, the next upgrade from it is going to be phenomenal. And, and what's going to be great is you're going to be able to, I bet you you're going to be able to fight people, right? Like, like you can already go to cool. gyms, right? Yeah, but right. like you could set up tournaments and stuff. I bet you that's how it's going to be the next step in that game. And I think it'll be pretty bad. So, uh, yes. And you can yeah, jump out of know. planes. And, like, fall off bridges. I'm just kidding. I'm being an asshole. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I love doing that, though. I love doing that stuff. You're so cute. Because I wear my, I wear my parachute all the time. I'm prepared. That's the one thing that I demand. There has to be a playable <laughs> Team Rocket. I, I love playable. That. that would be I so would, fun. I would play jam. a game right now if Team of, if Team Rocket was there, and they're not. They're not there. Team Rocket is <laughs> right? not there. Yeah. I the really, really love Team show. Rocket. I'm not the only person that's been saying this. A lot of the web, you see a lot of people saying, why don't we have Team Rocket? But they're like, no, no villains, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. Oh. Villains. Villains, bitch. Villains. So, I don't villains know. rule. Anyway, sorry. No. I'm so no. glad to hear you say that. I thought I was the only one. Thank you. No, you are so not. You are so not. Oh, my God. Um, also, I was going to say, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is also a card game, and there's been a lot. There's a whole subgenre of those animes, right? There's, like, a whole shit right. of those Oh, games. yeah. I've been my, through those with Lydia before. What are those stupid little spirits in Japan that are everywhere? Yugi, no, what is it? What Yukai. She she watches this show called Yukai Watch, which is very similar to Pokemon. Uh, you know, and uh, Yukai are just these horrible little spirits that fuck everything up, and they have <laughs> butt, butt pooping. That one of them is actually a butt with it poops, it talks. That's and right. <laughs> and there's a cat one, which is the lead one. It looks a lot like Meowth from Pokemon, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, so anyway, I digress. It's, I just, so there's those two. There's so many different styles of anime. It's like ridiculous. And some people, and sometimes the streams never cross. I know people that have never seen the movies, but know all the TV series. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that some of my friends who are self-proclaimed otakus uh, have, like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards at the wing-wing. Oh, heck yeah. My brothers were all about Pokemon. (laughs) I was in those teenage years when Pokemon came out, so Pokemon and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Captain Planet and holy crap, like, everything. The only thing I... The only Again. one I ever bonded over, though, was Sailor Moon. My sister and yeah. I, I was all about Tuxedo Mask. I responded <laughs> to romance. <laughs> I watched Sailor Moon, but I could never get into it, you know. It was just something I was watching because everyone else was watching, and I wanted to understand why they were watching this. I just don't like, <laughs> usually, I don't like ma- Magical Girl anime. But there is one, I can't remember what it's called because it's pronounced really weird. Um, but it is amazing and it is horrible. And it is a magical girl anime where there's this creature <laughs> that destroys the lives of these little girls by giving them magical girl powers. You want to be a magical wow. girl? Okay, now you have to kill other magical girls. Enjoy! 
Gunslinger girl, though, Queenie. Oh my god, I love Gunslinger girls. I love Gunslinger girls. Yeah, and it's complicated. Oh, it's so complicated. Or you must, or mezzo forte, or quite. Anyone like that kind of difficult stuff? Very good. That's good, Chad. Um, Surreal (laughs) surreal experiments, Lane. That's another one. She's like this little girl who gets kind of Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Lane is fucking crazy. That one's excellent. Ugh. Uh, it broke See, that's the thing, like <laughs> you were saying favorite. earlier, Queenie, there's so many subgenres that if you just, if you hit a bumper mm-hmm. and you don't like something, there's just plenty of other things to go to. Yeah, you don't there's... have to give up on anime, because anime is still no. Young. no. Okay, you don't like so life, then watch uh, horror anime, you know, or if you're into mm-hmm. that kinky stuff, you can watch a porn one, which is called hentai, and, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. enjoy that. Nothing wrong with that. Because even, like, in cartoons, there's, like, sexy cartoons. So you can't say, oh, anime is perverted. A lot of people do that. They'll, like, accuse anime of being perverted just because hentai exists. They just happen to call that a new name. <laughs> oh, my God. They pixelate it out, even in their own country, for crying out loud. Right. Hentai, though, is some of the most entertaining shit, just because it is, it is insane. I love it. Over the top. Completely, completely batshit. I mean, oh, I remember this one. I, yeah, I just remember I saw this one. It was like this dream sequence with a snake, and it just the snake was going in and out. It was like this whole garden of. But Eden a snake thing. is perfect for Japanese people because you have you. It's it's also a rope. You can like have bondage. You can be around the boobs. You can be around the around the well, waist. Like it can hold you know, it can hold her tight. It can thing. insert any orifice. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I just wondered about it. Have breathing. <laughs> You're so cute. Because there's there's censorship, you know, in Japan. Mm -hmm. So they they try to be creative about it by, like, doing things like making tentacle creatures. They're not allowed to show penises in in, in, in animation in in Japan. You're not allowed to show a real penis. So that's why robot penises, demon penises, you Mm -hmm. see a lot of that and all that kind of stuff. Lots of tentacles. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I have seen, uh, what was it, La Blue Girl, which was a series in the 90s. Oh, that's really the Hantai yeah, series. Awesome. <laughs> at, one, at one point, though, she gets a clitoris so big that she, like, has sex with some Hamasagite guy, like a guy. It's like, you know, but she's definitely a girl. It's, um, what you do? It, it, what? It's cool. When you're ready, you're ready, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's move away from Hantai. Queenie hates Hantai, so let's let's move on. I don't hate Hantai. Really. What are you talking about? I just don't like talking about it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> funny. We'll talk about we can't it. see you blushing over the... <laughs> we can't see you blushing. Right. So no you're, you're cool. Blushing. Not happening. Him. <laughs> 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 Oh, now we're all just giggling to ourselves. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting. I feel like I did that something was the last bad. Series. Like, okay, okay, I'm back in my corner. I'm sorry. No, that was the last series my kid watched was Naruto. Anybody uh, know about Naruto. that? Naruto. Oh, uh, Naruto. Uh, I know about Naruto. Yeah, a little bit. My husband watches it. Uh, I'll, like, catch him. And it. then there's, like, the sub one, the Shippuden, right? Naruto Shippuden. It's a uh-huh. long shit about these, what is it, brothers or these two boys? It's, like, crazy yeah. epic story. So 
so what is the most modern like what is the, is there a really good anime that's out there right now that we should be watching like is it in the theaters or just released on blu-ray or something like that did any of us see any mm. anime was there any buzz at fantasia about it Fantasia had um, it was movies, and the big the big thing that I missed at Fantasia that I would have loved to have fucking seen was um, a movie called Harmony, and that was um, done by Takashi Nakamura, and also I think somehow co-directed by Michael Arias, which did Tekken Concrete somehow is from you know Studio Four Degrees, which is fucking phenomenal. Anyone in anime know loves Studio Four Degrees. Yep. So Harmony is this new yeah exactly. Harmony is this new sci-fi flick, um, you know, based around, I think, two females. I didn't really get to read a lot about it. But Takashi uh, Nakamura, he did, um, he did, he was like, he was also in on animation for like things like Neo Tokyo, Nasuka, Kira, Robot Carnival. So this guy's been around for a while and he did Tree of Palm a few years ago. And he also did, I think, the Nightmare Sequence from Robot Carnival, which we mentioned earlier. And the Nightmare Sequence mm. was the one that was a little bit like Sleepy Hollow, but robots yeah. on like a little bike and stuff. It was phenomenal. Was so I I missed Harmony, and I'm going to be watching for that. I have no idea when it's going to come out. I have no clue. I, I didn't see anything about it, but it looks fantastic. Cool. And that is done by Studio 4 Degrees. So I am excited for that. But I didn't, I didn't hear it. What's that? I said it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing that Studio 4 Degrees has done that really has let me down, like I love Mind Game. Um, Mm -hmm. They did, like we talked about Tekken can can create. They did, they also did like, they did like a segment or two maybe of like, does anyone remember the Batman thing, that that Gotham something that came out a couple years ago when it was all hardcore anime houses doing different sketches? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did a really cool Gotham interpretive Knights. one where there was like a totally different version of Batman. It was all weird and like, and yeah. they they often do this really etchy kind of amorphous kind of flowy kind of organic animation that's not precise. That I, I really kind of dig. Yeah, because it's emotional too. It's organic and it's emotional. Yeah. And there's so much CG you can't get away from it. And if you want to make these things now, you use you know the tools at your disposal. So they're using more and more CG, which unfortunately. If you're an old school anime lover like we all are, it seems like we all know of like the 80s and stuff things, you know, it gets sometimes there's a little too much CG. So the only thing that ever really disappointed me from Studio Four Degrees was the redo of Berserk that started a couple of years ago. Everybody yeah, wanted that. Berserk because Berserk's been going on in manga for like years and years and years. And the only thing we ever really got was like just a little bit of the story back around 99 and it ended on a horrible horrible note i mean his girlfriend's being raped and all this stuff and oh my god and demons are everywhere so everyone just wanted it to repeat from there and studio four degrees kind of reimagined it but they added so much cg and it was just so smooth and but berserk was one of those not only one of the last hand-drawn ones but it intentionally had this very very etchy war-lorn war-torn kind of like look to it with with lots of, you know, hash marks and stuff over it. So that was just such a departure from that that I think it really, like, shocked a lot of people. And then to add insult to injury, whenever they would have, so they'd have all this smooth, smooth CG, and you're like, this isn't, the, this isn't my shiny berserk. This isn't my wonderful wife. This is not my beautiful house. And you're watching it, and they, go, they do a flashback, or they'll do a dream sequence, and then it's all etchy. 
And you're like, no, I want the whole thing done like this. Ah! And I guess now mm-hmm. they're they're re, they're re, they're re kicking off Berserk again. It's a different animation house. I'm actually not sure which one it is. It sounds like a newer one to me. I looked it up today, so we'll see. I don't know if, if Berserk fans are going to finally get what they want, but we all have blue balls of the Berserk fans. Yes, we do. <laughs> the ending of Berserk, man. That's one of the most most epic anime oh. endings. Oh my god! Right? right? You're like yeah. <gasps> getting worse as time went on throughout that anime so you're just like no no it's gonna get better right it's gonna get better and then the ending's like no oh, hell no <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah and nice that was try. the closest uh, one still to the the manga is brutal yeah what i've read of it it's fucking brutal so brutal. i wish they i really wish has anyone seen the original um battle angel lita so i have you know, oh, got them, yeah. I've seen the show yeah. and I've seen uh, the She's awesome. Manga, the we manga. want more of her. We want oh, more of her. She's so beautiful. <laughs> I was wanting she to be is. her. I, I know, I've always wanted to be her for Halloween or something and then it like never happened. It just and and it was uh, it was just in because she's cyborg, you know, so it's like it's just out of reach with Dick wanting to do like, you know, the legs exposed or the arms exposed just so and then you know. Never do it. But, and, they, and they've been talking about doing a live action version of that for years off and on. James Cameron's been attached to some stuff. And just recently some stuff was mentioned again about finally maybe doing a live action Battle Angel and I forget who was attached uh, actually. Rodriguez uh, was. It was Robert Rodriguez. Thank you. That was attached. Thank you. I know a little bit about anime. But not like you know some shit, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so You're following. I do wanna, like se- can I segue a little bit because there's another live action movie coming out that I'm actually yeah. excited for. It's the Death Note live action movie. Yeah. I actually think it might be good. I really oh, like you mean like the English Death one Note. because we've already had we've already had at least three Japanese live action. You mean like English yes, version? Yeah, I've seen the yeah. Okay. I liked one of I liked I like Death Note. I like every version Death of Death, 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 Death Note. I love Death Note. I do. <laughs> The way it I we got some uh, some brand new casting news for the uh, live action. Ooh, yes. Will and Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard, and he would great say, choice. "Great, great, exactly. choice, I, man. Yeah. I missed that. Who? I can't wait. Will and Defoe. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he I can't wait. Really should be in. I can't anime, wait to see like, him in full paint. Eating apples. Oh, eating apples. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'll be awesome. So that's cool. I, even though I honestly is he gonna, is he gonna be Edo? He's gonna were. be Edo. Right. Yes. Whoa. The demon thing. Yeah. Wow. Which, I don't yeah, think yeah. I can. So, I can't see it, but he'll make it work. I mean, because Edo kind of looks like I don't know, like Donald Sutherland or something to me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Willem Dafoe. His face, those eyes, that smile. Oh, no, he's going to look amazing. It looks like the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin was black and white, so, you know. Yeah, there's no problem with him as the Green Goblin, because to me, the Green Goblin was already over the top. Yeah, sure. That's what he does. (laughs) Anyway, Mm -hmm. sorry. Segway. No, totally relevant. Uh, yeah, it is actually so. Girly, you're in charge. You can tell us what to do. That's yeah. what's awesome about being a host. That's right. So, you know, okay. you boss us sure, around. Sure. We, we are your supplicants. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's Jewish word. Don't give me that kind of power. I don't know what to do with that kind of power. Flex. Flex to make you hungry. than of the coming of the evening. What is the worst anime you've ever seen? I've seen a lot of weird ones. I don't know if I can think of worse. Um, glitter, glitter I never force, like, maybe? Glitter force? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any names, but I tend to really despise the ones that are really just about high school nonsense. Girls flipping up of life stuff. Like, hey, this is my everyday life. Woo, I'm just a cute little schoolgirl and I'm got big eyeballs and I'm naive and oh I'm gonna find a pretty boy and he's gonna be my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one that yeah, they did where they where they mixed I don't remember exactly the name of it, but like a, a few years ago they did this zombie one. What was it? High School of the Dead? High School of the Dead. And they, I don't they like very they very successfully, on purpose, mixed the overdone, ver- like, you know, the overdone kind of, like, subgenre of a schoolgirl thing with, like, lots of panty shots and stuff, and then having mm-hmm. the extreme violence of the zombies and stuff. And I felt that that worked really well, and it was, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek on purpose, and I liked that. I don't oh, know. I, I didn't that, like it, actually. Just, I could, for me, that was a bad anime. Like, I didn't like it, because I liked dumb <laughs> stuff. Huh. And I liked... You, know, you had to give over it. You had to give over shit. to it being like a fucking Saturday Night Live thing, though, because it really was a lot. It was really like, oh, like, like very tongue in cheek. A lot of it, even though it was very serious. A lot of anime gets really complicated, and I find that a lot of it has to do, like, whether or not you like enjoy an anime. I find they're so complicated and challenging, and they have multiple layers. And like, I mean, like here and now, then and whatever, like. This heavy, heavy, like we've talked about, like all through, you know, since we've been on tonight, like there are these heavy, heavy themes, and they can layer it in there. And sometimes they can layer it in a way where it feels like a turnoff, but if you really like dive in and give over to it, there's some depth that you can kind of like glean from it, you know? So I kind of think of it sometimes, in the same vein. Like I kind of think of it uh, like High School of the Dead. I kind of think of it in the same vein as like a trauma movie. But I like mm-hmm. trauma better because I know what they're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. Take it seriously with it. Like yeah. we're doing all this fucking cheek shit, but it's serious time. Like no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, like just either we have fun <laughs> and go with the stupid, or like you go and make this a serious anime. Like you can't, <laughs> you're not doing it right. <laughs> you're not blending them mm-hmm. right. I, I right, have I have actually a couple nominees for worst ever. Oh, there was a Powerpuff Girls made in Japan called Powerpuff Girls Z. And no like, way! Wow! Because <laughs> that's so such a specific town that we're used to. That that's like whoa! Like what they do with that? I'm 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 interested now. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you like bad cinema. Um, it, it was. You know the worst elements. The art style. I would just want to see how it failed, and then that would be enough for me. <laughs> it, it was it was a fail. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. You know the worst elements of Teen Titans when they do that fake Japanese animation anime thing where the characters yeah. go all squee and everything. It was like that the whole yeah. fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah that that's the hard funny. thing. We're we're getting now, it's been a couple of decades, and now we're getting into a lot of recreations and homages and interpretations. And, you know, it's nice that it, the demographic is opening up for other, pe- other people and artisans to partake. But 
things, it also, we also have to worry about things being watered down, possibly, you know, like things changing and what that means for the future of anime as we know it. Absolutely. And and again, you know, like we, like we mentioned before, there's this, this big vein that runs through anime where they just fucking leave you hanging at the end. Samurai Champloo. I stuck with that Uh all the way through. Dude, you're not even going to tell me what you've been chasing something. There's been a MacGuffin since the very first episode, the samurai who smells like sunflowers, and you're going to give me nothing at the end? I went the whole but, way but, through, but man. But samurai shampoo, I don't, know if ever, I, don't know if, I don't know if that got interrupted, like, in its production, but if it didn't, samurai shampoo, to me, has a slice of Seinfeld in that shit. Seriously, it's just a day in the life stuff. It's not necess- to me. It feels like it's not necessarily about resolving it. It's like you've been you've just you've been privy to a day in the life for a few days in the life of of these of these people. Some are warriors. Some are everyone's a warrior in their own way, kind of thing. And I was I was my nuts were just totally blue though. I hated it. I hated it, and I cried, and I really thought about it, and I was like, because I'm I really love my shampoo a lot because also like. Foo is kind of like the good side of me. <laughs> she, mm. She's a lot like me sometimes, uh, like hungry all the time and easily furrow-browed and uh, wanting, <laughs> wanting, wanting control. <laughs> scrub, girl, girl. Um, but yeah, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a legitimate gripe, definitely. They did leave you hanging, but it felt like they, they did it on purpose. I don't, I don't know. It felt like it was on purpose. Mm. But yeah. I, I'm everyone's ready for for more of that. It was like what, and they and I think in one of the last episodes, like, um, uh, Mugen, like, he even meets the chick that he says is going to be his wife, and you're like, well, what's going to happen with that? Well, we never find out, you know. Oh, we never find out. God, I know, it right? Sucks. Just but it's sucks. still such a fantastic. It's I think it was a tease on purpose. I like unless unless really? they lost money, but I I never looked into it enough to see if they did. You kind of blew my mind. I might have to look into it now. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe it did. And then, like, after Samurai Shampoo, because he doesn't do one, like, every year. He does one every couple of years. Like, there was, what was it after Samurai Shampoo? And it was totally weird. It was like a tale of a, a mother and a daughter who had been reunited. And the daughter was very young, and she had been brought up, like, so she was very little, but she was kind of, like, you know, used out, kind of like a Cinderella kind of thing to, you know, cooking the breakfast, doing everything, you know. And her mother it comes in like a whirlwind on, on this bike and saves her, and she's, like, you know, um, kind of Latina looking and, like, crazy and beautiful and just comes in like a whirlwind and, like, takes this girl off to live with her. I forget what it was called, and it was by the same, it was by the same guy. But I don't think a lot of people saw that one. But it was really that had some neat moments too. I don't know. He's I would watch all that. about the. It's good because that director is seriously. It's about the journey and it's about the human interaction. It's it's all about that. It's all about those quiet moments. Like that director's awesome for that. So. Does anyone have it. a guilty pleasure <laughs> anime? Guilty pleasure. Yeah, um, I, I I have to admit this, you know. <laughs> I kind of like Inuyasha. 
God help me. Oh, oh, no. I love Ayahuasca. No, I love Ayahuasca. Oh, God. I really do. Ayahuasca I love really it. Awesome. And I haven't even watched it all. I really have never gotten through it all. It's a guilty pleasure for me. I love, I do love the fantasy ones. I, I mean, I'm all like, yeah, I want the demon stuff. But stuff that I can watch in any mood would be fantasy stuff, like in Ayahuasca, or something. Yep. A very go-to anime for me for, like, any mood is Record of Lotus War. But yes. the original thir- 13 episodes. The 13 episodes, not the longer one. one. And or the Weathering Continent, which, which starts out with amazing music. So, oh, and cause, so like, Record of Lotus War is all about that D&D party, you know? And it's yeah, like that it awesome hand-drawn, etchy stone style. Yeah. And, like, holy totally oh, cool. cool. It's cool. And dragons. And Marfa. <laughs> <laughs> What is the most heartbreaking anime you've ever seen? One that to this day, here, if you think about it, you cry. Here and then, what's it called? Here and then, now, now and later. What's if someone knows? Help me, Aaron. Here and then, now and that one with oh. like little kids, and it, it was fucking heartbreaking as shit. That was here and then, now and again. Here and then, now and later, something like that. Yeah. Is, yeah, that one was like Mine really. Mine really. Brave of the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah that one too, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going to say have it again. Vigil now. Full Metal feel. Jacket just was a gut punch. Uh, mm, a couple yeah. different times. Yeah. A couple different times. It could and, be. You know, it absolutely could be. Yeah. It would again, be, not yeah, not yeah, to yeah. spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. But seriously, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, what, what what are you doing? Get get on that. Yeah. But uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you're, you're you're fucking up, man. Come on, pick it up, pick it up. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing with the dad and his daughter, and I'm not going to say anymore. But oh my god, mm-hmm. that is fucking. I know, sad. I know, I know. Jesus. But even even between the brothers, like it's it's so sad to have like your baby brother, his essence stuck in this giant, you know, metal yeah. form. You know, like you know, like you were the strong one before. You were older, and now all of a sudden, you know, your brother's in this thing. And what does that mean? Is it even him anymore? Like, oh my God! And that's something that permeates. He, it's like the whole thing. Yeah. So they're constantly doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and hey, he's cleaning. constantly being called shrimp and yep. small, and yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, guys. <laughs> as much as I love this conversation, want to keep carrying it on. Uh, we have Go other things to discuss. We can, we we can have, still bring it on, but let's on? bring on our, our call-in. Bend yeah, me. Call Bend in. me to your will. So hold on just a moment. Okay. Hello, Jay. You are on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing, sir? Good. How's everyone doing? Hello. Doing doing good. Awesome, Welcome, Jay. Jay. Good to hear from you, hon. Good to hear you from you. Thank you for coming on as always. We are actually, we were on a roll. Anime conversations been totally detailed. Well, we were wondering if we could bring you in on this and wonder, did you catch any animes when you were at Fantasia this year? Actually, I did not this year. And the reason why was there was so much good stuff in the theaters Mm -hmm. as well as the aspect of the screening rooms. One thing I will say, and one that, that I will get a chance to watch um, in my off time coming up is Soul Station, which was the prequel to Train to uh, Basana. 
Um, that right there oh. is a completely animated um, prequel leading up to the events that happen in the feature film, and it's supposed to be pretty incredible, very over-the-top mm. uh, zombie um, anime out of uh, Korea, mm. I believe, and that one is one that I did not get a chance to see because of everything that was going on while I was there for the four days. Well, cool. So, um, yeah. Queenie, but hold on just yeah. a second, Jay, because we need to wrap up our, our uh, anime yeah, talk ahead. here. So, Queenie, uh, what would you mm-hmm. like to – you're the head honchers tonight, so what would you like to say <laughs> as a final point about anime and what the lay person should do? Like, where should they start? What do you think they should see first? Well, I would to- suggest, you know, getting a bunch of friends who, you know, understand anime on some level. Like, I was introduced by a bunch of anime geeks, so they were loving and kind and brought me into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, know what kind of stuff you like to watch just generally. Like, I like to watch horror movies. So if someone was to introduce me to anime, I would suggest they would introduce me to a horror anime like Helsing, which is one of my favorites. Amen. I like Helsing. Helsing Ultimate. It's a lot of fun. It's dark. Mm. It's gritty. It's gore galore. And it's over the top. So if you like that sort of thing, as I do, I would suggest Helsing <laughs> Everyone, let's give a huge round of applause for Queenie's first hosting gig. She did a fabulous job. So thank you so much, Queenie, for taking the first hour and letting me just chill for the most part. So and once again, JK, thank you. Oh, we're going to do it more. We're going to do it more. JK, thank you once again for just being a little patient while we put a little dot on our conversation there. And No uh, worries whatsoever. So, pl- so please tell me. Let's just go right into it. Train of Busan, hit or miss? Oh, absolutely hit. In fact, it just it won the, the biggest prize at Fantasia this year, and it was mm-hmm. what everyone um, thinks it is. It, it is not an original concept by any means. I mean, zombies infected on the train is not anything that we won't see now 50 times over here in the States or across the country, but it was for emotional content, for the aspect of how fast and rage infected the zombies were, for the aspect of how visually spectacular it was, for the claustrophobia, just for every aspect you can think of. The crowd at Fantasia for the screening was electric. The, the, the emotion, the just riding with every single member of the survivors on the train, uh, the aspect of getting off the train, the, the classic human villains rather than the zombie villains, a lot of the times were far worse than what the infected were. So everything mm-hmm. that you want, it's, it's exactly a hit for a fan of the modern-day infection films, not the Romero stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like a step up from 28 Days Later even. Uh, I would not say that because 28 Days Later is one of my favorite movies of all time. That, um, I would say that it took great influence, Bonnie, from that particular film, from what Danny Boyle mm-hmm. did, putting it in there. But these zombies, once you're infected, it's not only the aspect. And uh, I was listening to the talk uh, pertaining to, um, to uh, animation. These zombies, these infected are very much, they remind you of what you see in a lot of the zombie-style Japanese animation. They're larger than life, mm. living dead. Mm. They, their, their movements are very 
animated. Their uh, practical effects are incredible. You have little hints from like a World War Z, and for those who take that as an insult, don't because it does it the right way. Um, you see yeah. 28 Days Later, you see a lot of great things, but uh, better than 28 Days Later, I would not say that that's true because that is much more of a story than this film does. Awesome. Awesome. I really wanted to see it. Did you see it Saturday morning? Like the 31st? I did. Yes, I did. I missed it that morning. Oh, it's wonderful. I wanted to it go so bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad it you saw wonderful. it. Yeah, and that's it, awesome. was, it was wonderful with it. And, and that's the thing. If you go on iconsoffright.com, you'll see that was not my favorite of the festival. There's a ja- there's a Japanese film called Too Young to Die, which is just it's Deathgasm meets Scott Pilgrim meets Suicide Club. It's Holy shit! So badass and so much fun. The best reaction nice. of all the screenings I went to was for Too Young to Die. Nice. Oh, very cool. Wow. And what kind? Of, uh, that's, uh, so you had a really good, I was going to say, what was your actual favorite movie of, of the festival? But it sounds like a pretty solid lineup between those two films alone. Uh, oh. Uh, what, what else did you see while you were there? I know that you were in screenings for most of the time you were down there or up there. Yeah. So. Yeah, all, all work and no fun makes Jay a, a productive boy, let's put it that way, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Um, when I was there, I had a chance to see about a dozen films. Um, some of my favorites, I mean, Too Young to Die was definitely number one. Train of Busan was uh, two. Red Christmas, which I think a lot of people, if you have not seen it, it is essential viewing, not only for the aspect of exploitation cinema, but going back to the classic days of the slasher genre with a, a twist of special needs thrown in something that you really don't see addressed in modern-day horror uh, at all because it's a very sensitive topic. But uh, Craig Anderson, who's going to be on the show, uh, the Horror Happens Radio Show, the end of the month, talking about the Fright Fest screening he's going to be doing, he really took the aspect of the family, the modern-day family drama, and mixed it with reality as well as the aspect of abortion, special needs, and a lot of other very poignant topics that really – have affected our society and are brought together very well done in Red Christmas. Um, and also, another one that comes off the top of my head, Before I Wake, Mike Flanagan's new film, the best work he's done since Absentia, period. So, um, so did either one of you attend, even though I know I didn't meet each other on this trip, did either one of you attend similar screenings? Were you at the same screenings and didn't know it, do you think, you and Bonnie? I don't. Th- I don't think we were no. Jay. No, because no, I only were there. Because if I if he's there, I'll always see him. I mean, he, Jay. Okay, I missed him. <laughs> um, yeah, because I saw they call me Jig. That was an Italian film about a superhero. Yeah. Like, because Italy was exposed to the still Jig, um, you know, uh, animation series in the seventies, and so it's sort of a like a, a like a modern day parable about that. A chick is like. She's a little touched. She's had some stuff happen to her, and she's obsessed with Steel Jig. And this guy, it, you know, he's, you know, he ends up being this anti-hero at first. He falls into this, like, you know, polluted area of the lake, and, you know, that's their own personal um, joke, I'm sure. Comes out, and he's, you know, he's sick for a while, and then he ends up having all these superpowers. So it's like, she's kind of like, well, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to do selfish things for yourself, or are you going to help people? And she's like, you've got to help people. You're Jig. 
So that was like a different take. It was very, very like human take on a superhero kind of thing. I loved it. It was fantastic. Then I saw a ridiculous, um, a ridiculous movie called, it was like a second one in the series called Hentai Common 2. So it's like the masked pervert 2. And I was telling you guys about this, I think, last time I saw it. But it was fucking hilarious. It was seriously fucking hilarious. Like, if you just enjoy total, over-the-top, like, Japanese craziness, um, it's a super – I saw I saw, I saw a couple superhero things. So this one was a superhero where – and it, it speaks a little bit about Japanese culture because, like, his girl wants him to be sweet. She wants him to be, like, you know, just the way that you should be socially and everything. But But he gets his power. From used panties, you know, like like he gets his man power. He feels his he feels his maleness and his man power through you and like specifically her used panties. So he puts panties on and it's it's actually fantastic. It's no. like at, he puts the panties on his head and like his eyes peek through like where the leg holes are and then oh he'll my stop. Oh, it's oh so God. funny. And he stops and he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go crazy. He's like, ecstasy. And then he transforms, and then and then they switch in, and like he has like big anime eyes and crazy hair, and his and his clothes poof off, and you know he has all these like moves for for getting guys, and a lot of it in, includes like taking their heads and smashing it against his groin for you know, so it's completely over the top, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and then I saw um, another evil. That was did you hear about that one, Jay? Another evil actually was kind of interesting. I heard a lot of good things about it. It's one of the ones I did not get a chance to see. Yeah, I, it had it was a lot of buzz cool. going to the screening. It it did, and I really, I honestly, I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed because the woman that introduced it for Fantasia, I'm not really sure who she was. I don't think that she, she definitely didn't work on the film, but she worked for Fantasia. But she said that it was her favorite of everything that she saw screened, and it's this quiet little kind of different take on, like, you know, um, like a haunted, it's not even, it's not anything. It's not a haunted house flick, but it makes you think it is. It's not a home invasion flick, but it makes you think it is. It's just this sort of like, it ends up being this sort of like day in the life between two dudes because like one guy has a new vacation home and he thinks it's haunted. And the first person that he, he, yeah, the first person he calls in is like pretty ridiculous about it. but But in the end, he's like, you know, it's cool. Like you've got some cool spirits and they're rad and, I think it would be shitty to fuck with them. That's not cool at all, man. Like, you have a, this is like a gift. And then the next guy comes in and he's like, no, 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 no. You have to eradicate this. And I kept wondering, I don't know, I don't want to say, but you, you wonder what's going to happen. But it, the another evil is like, what's the real evil? And, and Jay is really big on this because it's permeating everything right now. What is the real evil? Is it is it the supernatural or is it the person that you don't know that you just invited into your fucking house? Right, exactly. exactly. And, and that's you know, where I, that one goes, Jay. So Yeah, yeah. If, if I may say, and, and that's a great um, bridge to it, Bonnie, um, Red Christmas has that theme also, and I've noticed that theme I so want to see more that. and more more prevalent. I, and uh, I will say, D. Wallace is fantastic in Red Christmas, but it Red <laughs> Christmas focuses on the fact of the secrets that you think are lost and buried that come back to mm-hmm. get you, and, and that's what's mm-hmm. great about this. And also, there was another film, uh, Nathan um, Ambrosny, I believe his name is. He's from France. He's a 16-year-old student who put out his second feature and is, is uh, got a premiere of Fantasia for Therapy. Therapy is a well-crafted, sound footage film that for a 16-year-old with that enthusiasm, that maturity, 
the aspect of, of who you let into your life as well as the fact of who you can trust and who you can't is one hell of a ride for someone who has basically done more in his life film-wise than most of the people I talk to on a regular basis when it was in the dysfunctional family. It's incredible what therapy is, and it it goes very much, Bonnie, to what you talk about, about who that monster is, who's that person that's uh, entering into your life without you knowing. Exactly. That's what we're all really subconsciously really scared about right now, and it's it's creeping into yeah. cinema more and more because it's that's the way it is. It's what happens. It, uh, our subconscious fears creep into our cinema. Almost before well, we realize what they are, we can see them reflected in our cinema. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of, like, can you trust the person next door movies mm-hmm. in the next couple of years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially with, especially the, with the establishment pushing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they're trying to, I feel like they're trying to push. I feel like they're really like not even getting into politics. I just feel like everything that's out there is, is like there's undertones of like trying to push a social civil war and they just won't be happy before they get that social civil war. They won't be happy. They want They want us to fight. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so exactly, um, yeah. But uh, we won't fight, you know, though. We'll be witches united. That's right. I, oh my God! What, I, you know, I, I just cast spells. That's all I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna hide in a corner. <laughs> so I mean, I live in D.C., dude. You don't think that if anything goes down, hmm. that I'm like I'm totally because I, you know. But no, I'm come no 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 come up drive drive north and come up and I will give you I will give you shelter. Drive north. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate Call it. Me Actually, to the vampire I, I know some good caves near where Jay lives. I could go hide in the Sterling Hill mine for a while. That's probably where you I would could. end up. Yeah. You know, you could. Yeah. And you would have resources and blacklight. So what else do you need? Yeah, life? and nothing ever works you know, in the cave. <laughs> well, you know, well, I could live in a cave for a year. I did live in a cave for a year. I worked for Carlsbad Caverns National Park. I lived in that cave, man, except for yeah, really really nice. nice. <laughs> I did everything else. I cleaned up puke. I did it all. You know, caught people having sex. I mean, it's great. It was a great job. Actually, it was my there favorite. you go. But I, I digress. I digress. Um, so, uh, great. So thank you, Dave, for coming on. And, uh, I know you were busy with your show today. Uh, can you tell us what, what, cause I know it'll repeat in a couple weeks and what your next episode, cause I'm sure you're recapping this and congratulations once again on Slaughter and Syracuse. Bonnie raved about you. Oh, a lot of other people raved you. about you. Oh, the he was amazing. Was he was, well he was received. the reason that it happened. He like that. Oh. It, that it, that it, he was the reason that it, but it went all the way through. I should say, like he was just the the oil in the in the in the wheels. You know, <laughs> he just kept well, it I, going. If I may say something, Bonnie, I appreciate the kind words. One of the things that I really appreciated from the ability this year with Jason West, and I hope there's more to go ahead, was to program the aspect of the short films. Um, next yeah, year I love that idea. I, I actually but, was finding myself yeah. kind of like secretly liking the idea that we lost the movie because I wanted a short block. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to do. And you know what? I give a lot of credit to uh, a Zombie, which seemed to be a big hit amongst everyone. Oh, yeah. Bill oh, man. So, you got to see it, folks. If you have not seen it out there, 
They see it on YouTube. It's uh, Thomas Caruso Zombie, and you will never talk about the person next door that you don't know who they are. Zombie is a prime example of that. Can can you post that on my page so I can share it with the Fright Meters Committee? Because we do a short um, a ceremony. We do a short award. It's, so. it's 2010. It's too, it's too old. Oh, it's old. Well, I still want to see it. Yeah, it's older. Oh, yeah, it's just own, really good. Yeah, it is very, very oh, yeah. good. That was the one thing that yeah. I, I do kind of different. And I, uh, up, here, up here I do a screening every single month now, Spin and Scream, and I try and find the, the gems that are out there that have been going for a while instead of going with the newer stuff because film festivals do that across the country around the world. We look for a lot of different things with it, and Zombie at Slutter and Syracuse fit like a I glove, like that. a very bloody Cause, glove. Because the machine's going so fast right now, Jay, that some things can get overlooked, and I think that's cool that you're calling from, you know, even just the last few years because oh, yeah. it is, it's going so fast. There's such a glut of everything coming out, you know, that it, it deserves to be reexamined even after five years. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And the qualities there, it always deserves celebration among other things, for a twisted piece of cinema like that, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a you have another... Mr. Rogers, guys. It's like an evil... It's like a Jeffrey Dahmer Mr. Rogers. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Jay, don't you have another one of those screenings coming up? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, Friday, August 19th, uh, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and uh, at the record store, Spin Me Around. We have it right in the mall. It runs 7 to 11. We're screening... Matt Garrett, who's one of the best programmers down in the Philadelphia area, his anthology oh, film, um, uh, Morris County, and then we're going to do two short films. We're going to do Nasty, which is actually on the circuit right now from uh, from uh, the aspect of Miss um, Crano, and also we're going to do Andy Stewart's uh, Remnant. We're going to be screening his stuff also at, this month, and it's it's going to be great. So you know, it's free. You can't beat free. That no. sounds awesome. I wish I could go to those, hon. I wish I could. Oh, They're just I, far enough away. It makes it difficult, but I so want to go. I'm there in spirit. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. You know, and it's great to be back on. I love coming on. Elizabeth, Queenie, Bonnie, Erin, you guys are doing a tremendous job with the show that you have, and it's, it's, I enjoyed the aspect of the uh, animation. Uh, I was listening about a half an hour before I came on to it, and uh, I love Helsing. Helsing was one of the first ones um, <laughs> on Adult Swim. Uh, overnight, I yeah. used to watch Helsing when I was a much younger man, and uh, I have the whole <laughs> anthology. I love it, and uh, it's one of the ones that sticks with. Also, you guys were talking about a heartbreaking one. One that was not brought up was A Wind Named Amnesia, which really, yeah, really... Yeah, that was one of the first ones I uh, saw, and it was very yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it was. was. apocalyptic, and the aspect of everyone being rebooted, and the, the end relationship mm-hmm. between the lead character and his guide, I mean, just very, very touching and very sad with the whole world on a very uh, macroscope. Mm-hmm. I agree. And a good bromance <laughs> in there, too. Yeah, there is a bromance in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. So, you know, but it's, it's good. It was, you know, it was actually a beautiful movie. I like one called it. Yes, it is. A lot. That's a movie, that's an anime, Bonnie, that should be made into a movie. Because it's so... Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's been to- It's been movie. enough time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, yeah. you know. But that's... That would be... You guys go to the film festival. Soul Station will be one of the ones you want to check out for animation that came out of Fantasia that got 
uh, garnered a lot of praise for it and won for Best Animated um, at Fantasia this year. But next year I'm going for Frontiers, the Frontiers film market. I will be out there for as many days as I can get because uh, everything I hear, it's fucking fantastic. Nice. Well, yeah. well, thank you. And you can listen to horror, the Horror Happens radio show live every Tuesday starting at 4 p.m. Yep. at Eastern Daylight or Standard Time. And he has yep. amazing guests, and he does it all on his own. He is a powerhouse, and we <laughs> love you, Jay. So thank you for coming on The Sexy Witches, and please be less of a stranger around Halloween because there's a lot of stuff coming up the pipe. So. Sounds good, everyone. Thank you so much. And uh, and very much. you said, and you know what? Check it out on the TuneIn app because the TuneIn app, man, is the best way to listen to it. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Have a good Thank evening. You. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was JK out of New Jersey from the Horror Happens radio show. Please listen to his show. It's fabulous. We love him to death. And all the sexy witches are always happy. My favorite picture so far from this year is a picture of myself and Jay being photobombed by Kane Otter at Days of the Dead <laughs> Atlanta. You don't get a picture better than that. I mean, really, it was the best photobomb I think I've ever seen in my entire life. So and he, I'm always going to have that, share that with him. So, um, so Queenie, we should do a, yeah. a, a ca- calendar because our lead-off item is actually anime-related. So Ooh. are you ready for this? I am ready. All right. Let's ready breath. for this bitch. Bring on the community. We haven't done one in a while because we've been so fucking busy. But there's so much happening, we can't ignore it. That's right. Queenie, the geeks need us to tell them about these things, all right? <laughs> we, 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 so we got to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all duty. right. So there's quite a few Comic-Cons and media conventions all over the country this weekend. The big one, though, the biggest one, the one in the room, is actually here in Baltimore. It's Otakon, which is the largest anime convention on the East Coast, and it starts on 12th. Um, and um, it's going to take over most of the Baltimore's Inner Harbor for the whole three days. There's, like, vendors on the outside, vendors on the inside. There's events everywhere, dense with pal- panels and everything. Astro Boy, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Seven, Seven Samurai, Spirited Away. There's, an, there's a, a kimono demonstration to teach girls how to cosplay kimonos properly uh you know it just keeps going on and on and on it is like the most dense paneling i've ever seen i'll be honest with you i have no idea who most of the guests are i recognize a couple of voice actors but this isn't my field i'm not that much into anime that i could pull up these people's names but good news is is my friends john hazel and kim watts Kim Watts has also been a member of the Madness Group and has participated in the Madness for a couple of years. Uh, she's, they're coming for visits this weekend, and they're going to go to Otakon. So I'm going to try to convince one of them to come on the next episode because Kim has actually said that she has an interest in coming on Sexy Witches, and Erin Marie knows that Kim Watts is very, very shy. So, like, yes. like, one of the shyest people I've ever met, okay? 
So uh, getting her on the radio and actually having her speak would be like a really big deal for her. And so, but I, but she wants she's actually been thinking about doing it. So I'm going to see if she'll come on and give us a recap of the show. So uh, fingers crossed. So that's on the 12th at the convention center in Baltimore, Maryland in the inner Harbor. So huge. And I mean, it is huge. I drew by it one year. I was going to something up in Hunts Valley, like horrifying or something like that. And here's this huge convention. I'm like, okay, am I supposed to go to this convention? But it was an anime <laughs> convention. I will, and the other one had Bruce Campbell. So I went out to Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so, of course. Um, speaking of Bruce Campbell, he's actually, he's actually on my list tonight, but not quite yet. Um, the hey. other big, big media convention is a horror one this weekend and it's actually one of the best in the country and it's the Cherry Hill New Jersey version of Monster Mania on 812. There isn't any better media convention than this one when it comes to horror. Uh, it is maybe scares it cares because I have a personal feeling for that but this one is the shiznit and I will hmm. tell you headliner is juicy. It's Robert England and he's he's leading a dream master reunion uh with all the kids from dream master uh and, you know so uh, so that's robert england and then Tom reed is going to be there there's a halloween six reunion adrian barbeau mm-hmm. carolyn monroe jason patrick amanda beers and stephen jeffries for the anniversary of fright night uh, Leanna Quigley. Who doesn't want to meet Leanna Quigley? I still haven't met Leanna Quigley. Um, Phil Anselmo of Pantera, who, by the way, whether you feel about him or not, he actually is a perfect person to be at a horror convention. The guy knows Oh, he is. It. Oh, my God. He's a huge horror fan. He's totally a huge. horror fan. Be- totally he's, he's, arguably, he's arguably a horror fan before he's a, a music or a metal fan. I mean, even before he got... Like include even before he started write like when he first started writing about horror like some years ago it was like constantly can like Cannibal Holocaust is where he started like everything the only downfall with 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 him that I've seen is like every movie gets compared to Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> but he's fantastic he's a huge horror fan he has his own he has his own fest that he does I forget the name of it right now but it's down in Texas what is that what is that, that Elizabeth that he does it's in November. Um, it's, and it's, a, it's a great, it, he brings metal bands together with, with extreme horror flicks, wow. the way that rock and rock shock and, really rock should. Rock and shock, rock and shock. That's what it is. No, so, it's not called, uh, rock, and, shock is called something else. rock and shock. Rock no. and shock is in Western uh, mass. Oh, and yeah, unfortunately, no, like I love, I, I love the atmosphere at rock and shock and it's still small enough that like. It's fantastic that you can walk around on the floor and the whenever you go there, all the stars are very at ease, more than the normal cons. Like, they'll hang out with you, like, a little more readily. And then you go to a cigar bar at night and all the, all the celebs are there. You can dance with them. You know, everybody's well, but, there. But that's what but Scares they, that Cares is like. That's exactly the vibe you get yeah. Scares that Cares. Because at the end of the day, yeah. you go and everyone's at the bar. There's karaoke happening. And there's yep. jello shots. And those jello shots go to charity. So a lot of people are drinking them. And it, it's just the vibe is so badass. It's mellow. Yeah, it's, it's cool, so awesome. hanging out with the crowd. I mean, it, it's so yeah nonchalant unlike monster mania which is in your face i mean it keeps going matter of fact get this one of my favorite 70s people lee majors is going to be there and then you also get curtis Curtis armstrong and don gibb from revenge of the nerves which would be uh 
booger and ogre ogre perspective. Uh, I know, love booger. <laughs> I know. I my, uh, my little brother and I would try to out burp because we have like a natural burping capacity in my family, and so we would try to out burp booger all the time because we had that on VHS when my brother was very little, and we could we could totally belch as loud as him, and we were so proud. But I'm going to actually be very interested to movie. see if Jason Patrick shows up this time. He's actually yeah, I know. Of... I was going to say, does he even show up? Because he's very skittish of the limelight. It seems he days. didn't cancel yet, so you know we'll see. And, and really yeah, but he's list is, he's made a couple of dates before, especially at Harhound. Mm-hmm. He uh, he mm-hmm. did a Harhound Cincinnati a couple of times and canceled on them. So I, I'm kind of waiting. I really wish. I mean, I wanted to go see him. That was a big draw for me. But mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of unreliable, so. <laughs> what were the years that he canceled? Do you remember, Aaron? It was, was it, it wasn't last year. It was year before last. I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Well, we'll see. He's on the list. He hasn't canceled mm-hmm. yet, so knock on wood. Mm-hmm. So, and Especially since going. he's in this season's uh, Wayward Pines. Right, right. Was, yeah, so he'll be relevant. So come out of hiding with just the lost boys. Ah, oh, so uh, and I wanted to say also, originally Boston Comic Con, which was on my list, there's a choice, because it's a true Comic Con, lots of Comic Con stars. Eric Larson, the author, is going to be there. He's, one of, he's probably one of the most famous of the authors left. That's on the 8th, 12th. But they suddenly, yesterday, announced a, their headliner, like, surprise headliner, and it's Friday only. Frank Miller is headlining the Boston Comic Con this year. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, awesome. and, and so he's just the cherry on top of a night, I mean, of a good, solid list of comic creators. And then the media guests, um, the headliners are William Shatner, Jillian Anderson, Jenna Coleman, Karen Gillian, and John Barrowman. So, you know, nice. Cons. We have one in Woodlawn, Virginia called, get this, Con Con. C H A N C O N. Con Con. Uh, it's nice. a family friendly sci fi zombie anime superhero convention. So it's another anime convention. It should be Con Con, like K A H N, like Con Con. Well, that's what it is. K H A N C O N, Con Con. So. Um, this year it's a it's a fundraiser for a, a gentleman a local boy named Jack Sullivan who is battling uh, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. So it's a it's a not it's a it's a it's a charity event and it'll feature awesome. local artists and cosplay and it's five dollars and it goes to a good cause and kids under twelve twelve and under free. So that sounded really sweet. So I put that on the list. Um, Strongville, Ohio, which is where Sternum and Wasteland is, uh, they're having uh, Neo Comic Con. Um, on the 14th, and it's the uh, second year they've tried it, and it's a good old-fashioned, you know, toys, vendors, the whole kind of thing, buy, 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 swap, 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 that kind of thing. So that's in Strongville, Ohio. And then, of course, we have one final cherry on top, Wizard World drops, 
And this is Wizard World on 818. You know what? Wizard World is having a lot of financial problems. And I have to believe it's because the people that they are hiring are so fucking expensive. I'm looking, I mean, the, like Philadelphia, the, almost the entire lineup of the Avengers. That cannot be cheap. I cannot mm. imagine those contracts were, 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 were thousands of dollars, right? And uh, yeah. so the headliners, and so, so they, they're downsizing and canceling some of their programs, but not this one, because Wizard World Chicago is very popular. That's because the headliner, who often has a horror film festival there too, is Bruce Campbell. The man god, and uh, you know we gotta give mad props to the man god because the new trailer dropped for Ash vs. Evil Dead and it looks great. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. You know, and it's coming out a mu- oh, uh, early, a month early. It comes out the first weekend of the madness. Woo! It's the last year it came Woo! out on Halloween Day, so exactly. You know, people- so people are going to get to watch it for badness points. That makes me happy. Uh, so, nice. but it gets huge. Carrie Fisher's there. Norman Reedus lines. If you see Norman Reedus, I always just say lines. I just assume there's lines <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. Okay, that's just insane. Nice. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nice. Michael J. Fox, I didn't even know that, but I'm excited for it just because it's so fucking bizarre. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny, plus the two guys that have been uh, touring, the ones that scares it cares, Michael Plessy, and they're all doing an X-Files reunion. Uh, John Barrowman again. I mean, John Berman is everywhere. Uh, Ralph Macchio, who I still need to get his autograph. Uh, Brian Cox is leading a full cast of Daredevil uh, panel, which includes Deborah Ann Wool and Rosario Dawson. So, I mean, Wizarding World, it's amazing. Okay, that sounds wonderful, guys. Downsize. Downsize. I think that's what's (laughs) happening. They're just, these guys are just, this lineup is just too big. Nobody can afford that. I can't afford that. Right. You can't afford that. Can any of us afford that? No, none of us can afford no. it. And then going there, it's so expensive. We can't afford the photo op, and we can't afford the autograph, and we can't, or we have to trade and figure out, do we want the autograph? Are we going to go to the vendor's floor? What do we use my 50 bucks that I have left after my dinner? <laughs> you know, you know, it's just, are they like, uh, are they trying to be like the pinky out convention? You know, it's like, you know, watch. It's oh, wild. yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe they think there's room for an elite I think I think they're trying to create a San Diego Comic Con atmosphere everywhere. Yeah. So yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, they must be making some money because they didn't shut down. They just downsized. But like I said, I think right now we're going to see a lot of that. A lot of people are going to pull back. We know that Houston, probably the Space Con is not going. Comic Con is not going to survive because it just had a disastrous year. Uh, and you know, and Wizard World is downsizing. And I know that it's you know, been a struggle for some of the regular people that are trying to expand their brands. So we'll see. Let's see who ends up. I, I'm sure there's going to end up being some key conventions that survive. Hopefully Scares It Cares is one of those conventions. So, uh, you know. Well, um, Scares It Cares in a class among its own. I mean, yeah, being it's charity. and 
but it still has to pay its bills, you know. Paying, paying bills are important. So, you know, we, we wish everyone the best because we love our media conventions. So um, let's take it down a notch and go to film festivals and special screenings. Philadelphia is where it's at. Not only do you have Jay screening this weekend, I have several Philadelphia screenings going on. My boy yeah. Alex Gardner, Will, uh, a.k.a. Will Kepner, who used to be the uh, writer, um, the owner of Horror Yearbox, Dot com. He's having two screenings in uh, at the Cinema, which is this cute little cinema and uh, coffee house place in Philadelphia. On one on the 11th and one on the 18th, and they're free. You just go get some coffee. One of them's anime. Um, the 11th is The Warriors, which if you've never seen The Warriors, it's always a good excuse to go see that. It's also an anniversary of The Warriors last year. And my my, my neighbor Totoro. So there's a Miyazaki film. So if you want a good entry level uh, anime film, yeah, for it's free, an older go one. Too. Screening. My yeah, neighbor so Totoro is go. so good. Yeah, it's very it's very abstract, but it's very good. So uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, okay. Sure. So, and on eight twelve at the Anthony Wayne Theater in Philadelphia, Real Cult, which is kind of like Exhumed Films' chief rival in in Philadelphia. They're having a late-night screening of one of my favorite cult classics, Lady Terminator. If you've never seen it, it is so funny. A spirit of an angel, even queen, possesses the body of a woman, and then she just goes on a rampage and grabs a machine gun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's Italian. It's ridiculous. And you can go see it at the Anthony Wayne Theater late night. I think it's like 1130 screening on the 12th. Uh, on the 14th and on the 17th, uh, this is in theaters nationwide, ladies and gentlemen, so anybody can go see this. So get ready, guys. Even you guys could. Um, Turner Classic Movies is doing a big screen classics presents. And get this. What do you think that sounds like it's going to be? Give me a guess. Throw out a movie. What, what does that sound like? Turner Classic Movies. What would they be releasing? Uh, what would they show? The movie the um, you know, all of you are wrong. You know what they're showing? National Lampoon's what? Animal House, 1978. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's a simulcast on the 14th with the film critic Ben McElwee's, um narrate, hosting. So he's going to host it, and it's a simulcast screening across the United States. So look on Fathom Events. There's a list of where it's playing near you. So that's the 14th, and it repeats again on the 17th. So, And on the 18th, of course, we've got to talk about Mystery Science Theater 3000, and November is coming. The new season is coming. We're waiting on Netflix. Mm-hmm. We're waiting with bated breath. Uh, In the meantime... Wait. We get we get Mothra on Rift Track on the 18th. Once again, it's a simulcast live. This time it's from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, It'll repeat on the 23rd. So that's also available in theaters nationwide if you want to go see something. Uh, Now, if we're going to bring it back to a local one, and oh, my God. Okay, Italian horror is sometimes so cheesy and awesome. I love it to death. Matter of fact, Italian Fest is coming up in September. I know Erin really wants to go. Erin Marie is going. I'm going. I'm on the fence because oh, I've seen all the films. Please, that's, that's going to be so fun. You know, <laughs> I, 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 but here's, here's a screening to hold us over until then, okay? In Alamo Cinema Draft House in Yonkers, New York, they're doing a double feature, and this is where it gets cool. Burial Ground and Zombie Holocaust, which is a.k.a. Dr. Butcher MD, which we saw last year's um, uh, Italian Splatterfest which was my favorite film of the night. Absolutely. Zombie Holocaust is awesome. It was fucking terrible. 
I've never seen Burial Grounds, so that's cool. Um, but get this, it's being hosted by Fangoria ex uh, chief of staff Michael Greengold. So uh, nice. if you want to, and, yeah. and what's even, and then it gets better. The Q and A is with the filmmakers Roy Frumikis, which wrote this wrote Zombie Holocaust, I believe, and Brendan Faulkner prior to the screening nice. of, of of Dr. Butcher and the Zombie Holocaust. So the writer of Zombie Holocaust is going to be in attendance. Holy oh. I, is there really a script to that film? There must have been. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so awesome. So, uh, let's tell you, there's a lot of great things this summer uh, and, and this weekend, too. All right, so that was day 18 of the same week, weekend, the same day as Riff Chaff Mastra. Now, 819, once again, like, they're starting to figure out people will go to films that have been out before in special screenings, ladies and gentlemen. They finally, mm-hmm. in their brains, now realize we'll go see an older film in the theaters if you make it an event. And here is the icing on the cake. 819, playing in select theaters nationwide. Triple feature of, get this, Friday the 13th, Summer Cat ah. Nightmare, and Sleepaway 2, Unhappy Campers. So what? look at wow. that is on eight nineteen triple feature horror films. Okay, I mean you oh. can't get a better slasher lineup than that. And Sleepaway Camp Two is actually really not. A lot of people don't like it, but I actually think it was one of my. I saw it before I saw the original film. So you know, I actually that's really awesome. Like that hey, you know that's also yeah. when it's it's a mainstream. It's still animation, but like that's when Kubo opens. Does anyone know about Kubo? It looks it looks yes, fantastic. Yes, Kubo, Kubo and the Two Strings, and that is the new live yes, movie. and it looks and yes, fabulous. It does. And like when I, even and even I just watched the trailer, and I become like totally enamored because I mean everything looks fabulous. I mean it's like it's like it's almost like um, Samurai Jack stop motion, and then they threw in um, this sort of like Asian version of My Guitar Gently Weeps that I heard, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to see this. Well, that that it is Lasa so Entertainment, who also did Coraline, which is a fabulous movie, right. and Box Trolls. Um, and we're doing stop yep. animation next episode on the 23rd, which also get this happens Yay. to be my birthday. So I decided to Aww. put to have my favorite, one of my favorite animation subjects of all time in that slot. So we're going to be talking about that uh, with oh, a okay, gentleman good. named Bobby Easley, who's a director. His movie is Devil mm-hmm. Dogs of the Kilo Company, which is a stop animation film and about uh, you know fake World War II war epic. And one of the voices, just so you know, is Phil. Anselmo, actually, so who's also very much into animation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll all be on the 23rd. So thank you for bringing that up, Bonnie. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and here's one more great thing. Are you ready? Philadelphia, where it's at. Exhumed Films is not going to be overshadowed this weekend. Okay, this coming next two weeks. On the 21st, they're starting to get ready for their 24-hour film festival. So they're wrapping up their special screenings. International House in Philadelphia, Exhumed Films presents. Get this. H.G. Gore Lewis Gore Athon with... H.G. Lewis in person. So, Urban Gordon Lewis in person for his own films. And these are the films they are showing. Are you ready? Blood Feast, 2000 Maniacs, Color Me Blood Red, The Gruesome Twosome, and one of my personal favorites, The Wizard of Gore. Uh, and so, you get to actually talk. So, oh, that's the 2000 Maniacs for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. 2000 so, Maniacs. Oh, uh, wow. Well, it, 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 
So, you know, so everyone, like I said, there's this, and it doesn't even stop. And on 814, of course, in Aaron on the West Coast, don't forget the L.A. County Museum of Modern Art, the official opening of the Del Toro exhibit at the Bleak House. So officially on the 14th, it's open to the public. It's been in soft openings now for about two weeks, but now it's officially open. So it runs through November, late November. So I will definitely count it as part of the madness. If you go and you're in the LA area, it will be two points for, um, for outside event. And if there happens to be a scary clown, I will give you extra points for that too. So, um, it's all full of okay. So this is this is a description from the museum: visions of death and the afterlife, magic, occultism, horror, monsters, representatives of innocence and redemption. Just some of the creepy collection Guillermo del Toro has spent a lifetime curating. Doesn't that just give you chills down your spine? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So that is just awesome. So hooray, so go. So please, Aaron, when you go, you got to give us a report, okay? Because you're I the promise. closest to it. Oh my God, I really, really, it sounds amazing. So I've been talking about this now for a couple episodes, but it's actually here now. So yay! It yeah. actually might make me fly out to see you. Wow. I'm kind. Of, right I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of waiting to see Elvira is announcing that's Berry Farm. If she is, mm-hmm. I would make a Halloween of it for you. Yeah, she has announced it's on. It's on. She is doing not scary farm. She has announced what the show is, but yes, she's definitely doing not scary farm. All right, so we're going to have to talk because I think I might yes. end up there because with the Guillermo del Toro exhibit out there, I don't think I want to miss this. I really don't. No. Um, so. I- you need to you need to see I, yourself some Guillermo del Toro. Like he's amazing. Yeah, you got really, the means. You gotta go. I I've been wanting yeah. to do this for a long time, so it's like holy shit, he's actually showing. He's you awesome. know, this house is legendary, legendary. What he has, yeah. like he has these drawers of drawings and and, and all his stuff. I love that. You get to see it. So, all right, let's I love it. Lots and lots yeah. of haunted mansion memorabilia. He's a huge oh, yeah, haunted so mansion true. fan. Which, which of course which is the anniversary the Disney... today. Happy forty seventh. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> nice. Yep. So I'm good. Which of course just makes me say, <laughs> where the hell is my Guillermo del Toro haunted mansion film? He keeps promising me. Hey, where the hell is my Frankenstein? He keeps promising us. Up, promising us. Where is my at the mouth of madness? He keeps. Promising. I was just gonna say, where's my Lovecraft? Lovecraft, Lovecraft. Yeah, wait in line. Someday. Wait in line. Someday. Haunted Mansion first. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. I bow to you, Warlock of all. <laughs> now, do you guys know who? He's Anthony great though. You know, you, did you? Go ahead. Did you guys hear recently um, Guillermo del Toro announced that he's going to be doing – he's not producing anymore. He's going to be focusing on directing. And he did it no. – he announced this – yes, and, but he announced it in a fantastic way because he actually has a good rapport. He watches for all the new artists to come out, and he watches for all these new films that really, like, strike his fancy, like It Follows and stuff like that. And he will call – and he'll be like, let's go to lunch. Let's talk about stuff. And he's saying now he's like, I still want to keep that open, but I'm not going to produce for you. Because, you know, inherently, if someone gets, you know, in, you know, invited to lunch by Guillermo del Toro, they're probably going to want to be produced. But he's, it's like, I will still mentor you. I will, I'm still interested in what you do, 
I love everything that new people are bringing. I will be there to give you advice, but I want to focus on directing again, is what he pretty much said, which is awesome because he's, he's going to do, I forget what it's called, but he's going to do kind of a quieter movie that it's a little bit more akin to Kronos, he says, and maybe a cross between Kronos and um, Pan's Labyrinth because it has a little bit to do with like a war kind of undertone, you know, kind of thing, mm. and things being told metaphorically like he does. Yeah. So that's what I forgot. You, saw, you got to see him at Fantasia. That's where this information is coming from, right? He was there. I didn't see him there, but I read a lot about it, and oh. he announced a lot oh, of okay. really good stuff. He, he was fantastic. Yeah, so. yeah he, was, he was great. So I want to make sure before we go off air, because we only got 10 minutes, I wanted to give a shout-out to someone that's coming on the show in September, and they're starting their tour as of the 13th, and that is Burlesque is Coming, the burlesque troupe that does the Neuralesque uh, the Nurlesque Troop in Richmond, Virginia, that does the officially approved George R. R. Martin uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones uh, burlesque <laughs> show. And they are starting their tour with a bunch of dates in Richmond and Norfolk. Um, the 13th at the, the Bird Theater, and then they're at the Carytown Cupcakes, and then there's Dominion Arts Center. And then they're on O'Connor's Brewing Company. This year's theme is the King's Road. So we'll see what that means. Uh, the one that I'm most interested in is their burlesque is coming show is at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia. Once again, Philadelphia is where it's at. That's on the 19th. And then they're going to also do the Oberon Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And then they're in Berlin, in Vermont, New York. They're just everywhere. Go to their go to my events page. You'll see a bunch of their listings. Uh, they're coming on the show. I think the first uh, the first episode in September. I don't have the exact date, but it'll be like a month from now. And they're going to talk about what Nerlesk is and uh, why why this nerd and sex mashup exists. And we had a burlesque show at Scares That Cares this year, but that it was more of a traditional show. This isn't. This is what more like what Queenie saw at. Um, at the uh, con she did in Seattle. No. I heard Costumes. the burlesque show at uh, Scares the Care actually did like a Pennywise routine with balloons and everything, which was pretty fucking yeah, fantastic, I, I heard. They, <laughs> they did pop some balloons. I believe they did. I didn't get to get to see the, 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 the but Richmond, Virginia, which she was also from there. There's a lot of burlesque dancers in Richmond, Virginia, it turns out. So they're going to be, their tour starts on the 13th. It goes all around the country, including Santa Fe. So go see that one, because that's the one George R. R. Martin will probably be at. Um, on the 18th, our boy Anthony Thurber is probably going to be busy, because in Providence, Rhode Island, you have the Rocky, uh, the RKO Con 2, which is the official Rocky Horror Picture Show fan event and uh, at the Omni Hotel. Um, but it's not just shadow cast for Rocky Horror. They also are going to have a shadow cast this year for Repo, the genetic opera. They're going to do a shadow cast of Buffy, Buffy's Once More with Feeling. <gasps> And Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. It's also what is so, that? Yeah, that's the 18th, and Providence, Rhode Island. So, 18th, Providence, Rhode Island? Yes, so, and Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I can't wait for that. That sounds awesome. Oh. All right, my sister and I are going to get in the car, and we're going to go to Providence, Rhode Island, and we'll see you suckers later. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Let us know how awesome it is. Uh, 
On the 19th, uh, if you're a fan of Vampire Diaries, which I actually kind of like Vampire Diaries, it's all right. They, the official Vampire Diaries convention happens in Dallas, Texas on the 19th. And um, Ian Somerhounder and Paul Wesley are headlining. Those are Dave and Stefan, uh, if you know the mm-hmm. show. I actually have a crush on the guy that plays uh, Ian Somerhounder. I think he's to- Damon, totally adorable. Damon. I do admit that. I hated him. I yeah. hated him in Lost. I could have killed him and lost, but I love him in Vampire Diaries. But it's just yeah. it got. I could. I can't it's get through the fourth the, season. I'm trying to get yeah, through enough seasons that I can lead up to the originals, and I'm just having difficulty now with Vampire Diaries. It's just the same thing over and over that, again. But know, it, was, it is. It, that's where it, I accidentally it was skipped well out. Yeah. I yeah. saw the first whole season of the originals. So I've seen like five seasons of Vampire Diaries and one season of the originals, and they were fantastic. I just kind of dropped out somehow. And, and both yeah. cast, even from the originals, the originals, you originals out, and uh, the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. So, mm. so yeah. If it, if they're into the show, though, this is it. This is the convention, and it looks great if you're into that show. So you know, exactly. go Dallas, Texas. You know, um, and let's bring. I'm gonna bring the last fan of it closer to home. This is on 8:20, and this is in Williamsburg, Virginia, right where we were just down for Scares It Cares. There's a there's a little club called Retro Daddio, and they're throwing a Lovecraftian birthday party. It's free, so celebrate the 126th birthday. Uh, the man who created Cthulhu, H.P. Lovecraft, with food, drinks, and vendors, it's all free. So that okay. sounded really cute. So uh, okay. now we got to talk about films because there's kind of not a lot of a lot of great stuff, but there's a few things I did want to mention that on streaming on Amazon Prime, you're going to get a Royal Affair, which is uh, Alicia Vikander, who is a huge everyone's into her right now, Alicia Vikander and Hannibal's Mad Milkison. It stars them. It was nominated for foreign language. It's Danish. I fucking love that movie, A Royal Affair, and it streams on Amazon Prime. If you've not seen it and you're not, you're not one of these people that has no issues with reading subtitles, great fucking period piece. Really, really good. So I highly recommend it. Mad Milkison is such a great actor. I don't know why we don't see more of him. So, um, uh, and then on a completely opposite end, uh, Let's Go to Prison drops on streaming for Netflix on 816, which I absolutely adore that movie. I think it's the stupidest, funniest movie ever. Let's Go to Prison. Have you guys ever seen that film? I haven't. Only parts of it. <laughs> oh, try it. It's terrible. It's guys, but it's written by the same guys I think that did Stepfathers, if I remember right. Um, it, it's really <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, uh, supposedly security guards watch it like like super trooper like cops watch super troopers. It's like on that level. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and uh, eight twenty two. Uh, one of my only. Uh, I don't recommend many Lara von Trier movies to people because most people can't sit through them. This one is a good mm-hmm. icebreaker. I usually do recommend it. It's Melancholia, which is the one about the the planet oh, that destroys our planet. It's really fucking good, and it's really, it's I think, a good icebreaker into his aesthetic. So I would recommend it. And the ending is just phenomenal. And uh, right now, this year's big hit film is in Green Room, which I just saw recently. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it because they're using a lot of the NAS imagery, yep. but it's set in the modern time. I, I, and you know, it's been and called I'm getting the quietest a lot of flack for calling it out too. So. No, it's it's and it's also been called the quietest, like and even I think even Patrick Stewart says that he feels that it's his quietest performance ever, because he's just mm. traditionally it's, a theater actor and he always I mean even as Picard he blows it out 
and he's very quiet and subdued in this. Green Room is fantastic, well, in my opinion. It, I love a, it. it the, the acting and the tension in that movie cannot be denied. And and this guy has mm-hmm. a really good track record. Uh, he did a movie called Monster Pouting a few years ago as an independent film in New mm-hmm. York. I actually yeah. thought that movie was pretty good. And then, uh, but on 824, Blue Ruin uh, redrops on Amazon Prime. So uh, Blue Roman was on Netflix for a while, and and then it dropped, and now it's back because of his because of Green Room's popularity. I'm sure that's why they picked up the contract. So Blue Rune, go watch it on Amazon. Um, opening the theaters, I'm only going to give a, a two. Ma- we already talked about Kubo, so I'm only going to give two picks, and um, it's opening this weekend. Peach Dragon, the remake, and Sausage Party. Mm-hmm. I will recommend those for animation. I'm not sure about Peach Dragon. I absolutely love the original Peach Dragon, so I don't know how Me I'm going to feel about this one. But Me this remake has been getting really good <laughs> reviews. People are saying yeah, Carl, it's a really good, solid family film. I know, I saw that, but I'm like, and Carl Urban dropped his Dragon Con appearance today because he just got a major role. We don't know what it is. So um, oh. we're going to have to yeah, I'm waiting on that. supposed to be there Great talking too. about this movie. Oh, is that um, what you guys are party. talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, and <laughs> <Sasha> <laughs> is, uh, cool. animation by all those, like, it, it looks really gross anyway. Uh, and then last but not least, I have to call <laughs> up that the film, one of the films I've been waiting for all year has been the Florence Foster Jenkins biopic with starring Meryl Streep. And uh, that's right. because I'm a huge, huge fan of Florence Foster Jenkins and her story. And I'm so excited that finally someone realized this is a great fucking story. Why aren't we making a fucking movie about it? So, uh, mm-hmm. so here we are. So, just to surprise, it's going to be the hit film of the year. And uh, they've already blown. I was trying not to tell people what the big secret with Florence Foster Jenkins is, but they kind of blew it in the TV spots. I was very annoyed. Uh, she happens to be, like, a terrible singer. Uh, but she ended mm-hmm. up raising a bunch of money for some kids, and she was absolutely eccentric and loved music, and she's absolutely an enduring person. So uh, we got to go. Our time is up. Once again, I want to thank Queenie. You did fabulous in the first hour. Thank you. I'm so glad you got to moderate. We're going to have you moderate more often. Um, cool. I want to thank Erin. Oh, yeah. Erin on the West. <laughs> well, much love, girly. Um Erin on the West Coast, um, thank you for coming on the show, talking anime, and same with Bonnie. I knew both of you knew your shit when you got were talking <laughs> over my head for half of that conversation. Erin Marie, thank you as always, bringing the porn witch, bringing the sexy. And yeah. um, so don't forget, everyone, we will be back on in two weeks with Bobby Easley, the director of um, the Belly Timber and the Stop Animation film, which just premiered at – it show it's screened at Gen Con, uh, the Devil Dogs of Kilo Company, and that'll be a stop animation talk. So Harryhausen, uh, fabulous Mr. Fox, uh, a town yeah. called Panic, Helen Back, which by the way, watch that on Netflix. It's great. People did not get that film. Uh, and um, you know, all sorts of great fun stuff. And it also is my birthday, so I get to be indulgent for a day. Why not? I do my show though. <laughs> show must go on. Yes, you so do. So we are going to. We are going to leave tonight with Flora Sponsor Jenkins singing the Queen of the Night aria from what musical? What opera? Desalba Flora. That's right. The magic flute. 
flute by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. So, folks, once again, Lexi Witches, thank you for being on the air. Thank you, JK, for calling in once again. Good film hunting and blessed be. Blessed be. No. Blessed be. Thank you. 